It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Vegas Golden Knights coming off a busy weekend. Three games and four nights. That means we have a lot to talk about this Monday on Nighttime at Noon here in Studio 31 at City National Arena. I'm Ashley Vice. Shane Knighty is here. We have a very special guest as well as President of Hockey Operations George McPhee joins us today. George, thanks for taking the time, especially on this Thank off you. day for the team. I know you don't take the off days. But the team no, we don't get many days. of those. <laughs> no. And punctual. Okay. Here, yeah. here, right from the start, I think that's the first time we get someone right away. Well, you know what it's like when yeah. you're in the hockey business. Yeah. If you're not there 10 minutes before, you're late, you're late for everything. My family doesn't understand that, but uh, <laughs> I'm with you. the hockey team does. Exactly. So you knew it wasn't going to be a perfect regular season, but all in all, 11-1-1 one, one to start. How does this start compare to what you might have expected coming into the season? Not sure what to expect uh, ever, uh, um, but certainly like the start. It, it's really good, and uh, there are all kinds of uh, challenges. Life in the NHL, whether you're an individual or a team, is, is a challenge. And uh, uh, and uh, it's a constant and, and endless challenge. It never you know, it ends when you can't meet the challenges anymore, really. And so I, I like the way we've met this challenge so far to have a successful regular season, and uh, we'll see uh, where it goes from here. And it's not easy to do. Uh, you know, everybody expects there's a little bit of a, you know, kind of they call it the Stanley Cup hangover, whatever you want to describe it as. Bruce Cassidy talked about it and said he was really pleasantly, all the coaches have, about training camp and the attitude they had coming in. Is that something maybe take pride in the group? Did it surprise you at all how prepared and the vets and the pace from day one? They said that kind of felt like, yeah, this this two groups invested to be ready from the beginning. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not surprised in the way this group uh, carries itself and the way it, it, it trains and uh, practices. Uh, and Bruce uh, really pushes them to, to, to do it the right way. Um, and, and you would know, Shane, you've, you've won a cup, uh, what the challenges are and how hard it is. Um, but um, I'm not surprised uh, that this team uh, was ready to go and has played as, as well as it has. And, uh, again, we'll keep the fingers crossed and uh, see how um, the rest of the this regular season goes. But uh, it is a challenge. Um I don't know what to say other than that. It's a tough uh, league to win in. Yeah, it, every it, night it, it sure is, and it, you know you've you've always got something to prove. Yeah. I'm curious. So eleven one and one last season, you were eleven two and zero at this point. But does it feel a lot different to you to start the season? Because it does to me for whatever reason. Um. Yeah, l- last season uh, w- was different. Uh, we had a lot of question marks after <clears throat> missing the playoffs and having all those injuries and coming back, had some young goalies uh, and just decisions we had made over the summer, um, coaching decisions and, and so on. Um, you know, what what was going to develop, and we were really pleased with the way that, that went um, and sort of set the table for the rest of the season. So, um, so that did feel different then. This is... Um, I don't know how to describe this other than it feels like these guys are 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 ready to go every night and uh, 
they're trying to prove something, as I've, as I've already said. There's something to prove, and they're trying to prove it. Uh, Kelly made in a comment, and I, I, I felt it before. I think he probably worded it better than I would about how individuals in a team, when you go through and you win a Stanley Cup, how that automatically improves you as a player going forward in that next season. And I, you've seen it from certain guys. Jack Eichel looks like a more confident guy. Like, how that flows through, is that – I'm sure that's along your beliefs as well. Is that how you see it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, and, I, and I remember years ago uh, my own personal experience playing with the Rangers. Uh, one year we went uh, three rounds – uh, we played Montreal, and I think they won the cup the next yeah. in the in the final. But I I could feel it going from series to series how much quicker it was. But really interestingly enough, how much I felt I was improving as a player with each round. I'd never played at that pace for that long, and uh, you sort of get used to it. You come back to training camp the next year, and it feels slow. The start of the regular season feels slow. Yeah because you've been playing at a higher level. And so um, I, I thought we could see that in training camp, especially near the end and at times during the season, that a lot of our guys have improved, and uh, that's what you're looking for, that the individuals improve and, and the team improves. I know how important it is to turn the page, especially at this point, but we haven't had you on this program, specific program yet this season. So I want to talk to you about the ring the process of the ring, what you enjoyed the most, the ceremony, all of it? Uh, well, um, <clears throat> everything we've, we've tried to do, we've tried to look through the lens of the player. You know, they won the cup. What would they want? And so whether it came to uh, names on the cup, um, who gets on, who doesn't, it wasn't easy because there, there were people that deserved to be on, but all the players got on, all the guys that helped them win the cup got on the cup, um, all the guys in the clubhouse. Um, and then you get to, um, you know, other things, other ceremonies and so on. Um, the ring itself, again, Kelly and I wanted to make sure that the players were going to love this and hopefully that it would, uh, set a new standard for rings as, you know, uh, when we got the cup engraved, sort of set a new standard for how it should be done. Because when everybody gets the cup in the summer, they can see their name, they can see all their buddies' names. Um, liked how we did that. And then with the rings, we wanted to do something um, that the players would love and that, uh, you know, fits uh, Vegas. And I, I, I think we did. Though, you know, there are a couple of surprises along the way, things that you expect, but there are some surprises. The ring ceremony uh, really surprised uh, us and surprised Kelly um, in that, you know, just not knowing what to expect from a ring ceremony, thought it'd be kind of nice and everything else. But it was a lot more than that. It was um, a, a beautiful night. We did it outside, uh, and uh, the weather was perfect. The, the group that was there was perfect, and it was like winning the Stanley Cup all over again, but only in slow motion, without the chaos and without worrying about how this was going to go or that was going to go. There was just this really meaningful ceremony where these guys could really sort of intimately share winning the Cup one last time because we had the banner um, 
banner night on opening night, uh, two nights later, I think it was, in my mind, that's for the fans as much as it is for the team. It's really for the fans. But that, that ring ceremony was one of the most meaningful events of all of them this summer because you could just, you know, you had all those guys together and sort of reliving that. And it was it was really great cool. Living the cup all yeah. over again is yeah, a great yeah. way to explain it. It was really cool. And it's so true. I When I was with Boston, that was one of my favorite moments. I actually did two of them. I also did Anaheim's, but I wasn't with the team when they won. I was just there for the ceremony on the team the next year. Not as much fun, but still, it was neat to see yeah. how those guys came together and everything. Yeah. So I, I just, I get this kind of, I guess, two-parters. So you've won the Stanley Cup, but there's a lot. You've kind of talked about it briefly there of everything that has to go on. Winning the Cup is the goal, but now that you've seen all the work, the planning, the lists that go in, and that has to, I have to ask you this because it would be tough. You never want to get ahead of yourself, but this has to happen before you actually win the cup. Yeah. The, the planning process. Was that hard for you? Yeah, I actually jotted all the, the, the list down. So, And it started in game five. The day before game five, the NHL wants to know um, who's getting on the ice. Yeah. If you guys win tomorrow night. Who's getting on the ice? Because they start with everybody on the bench, but then they allow another 18 uh, people, hockey operations, uh, ownership, whatever, uh, to get on. And then <clears throat> it's about an hour later, families can come on. But then it gets to just be chaos. And I think some of the security people who are supposed to be watching the gates and who's coming on the uh, on and off the ice were watching the celebration yeah. <laughs> and people were just going by. There's a guy that... Uh, I uh, was teaching my kids some, uh, gave them some tennis lessons, and we're we're on the ice after and everything else, and he walks by, and I, I'm looking at him, and I recognize <laughs> him from somewhere, and I said, what are you doing out here? I said, I just walked out. Yeah. So, but anyway, I had a list of all the lists, that, and I'd be happy to, I'd love to, to do these we'll lists again. So Punctual and had, prepared. I had to come up with the list for uh, who gets on the ice uh, after the, you know, if you win the cup, then there's the parade. Who gets their name on the on the cup? And again, we look at that through the player lens. Who gets a replica Stanley Cup? Who gets a replica Campbell Bowl? Who gets the cup for a day or a few hours? Yeah. And I think the organization did a phenomenal yeah. job of getting it to about 140 people. Wow. Um, uh, who gets a ring? How many rings are there? And then you have to d- uh, design it. Um, who gets to the ring ceremony, uh, and ultimately, if we uh, if we left. get if we get to go to the White House, yeah. who gets to go to the White House, and who gets to go on stage, and then uh, and then we're already planning for the Winter Classic. Yeah, well, that, well that, but that'll <laughs> yeah. that that's yeah. the last Let's list. Throw yeah. that wrinkle in there. Uh, says, yeah. hope the the White House visit, which should come at some point. That's the last list for you. Then it's kind of moved yeah, on. Yeah, that there. that closes the that's book. That's a great experience for guys to be able to. Do yeah, that that'll it's it, it's be phenomenal. It, like this whole experience has yeah, been amazing. Um, you know, the other thing that came out of it um, was what that Stanley Cup actually does in terms <laughs> of bringing your family and friends yeah. together. Man, that's a that's a moment. It can uh, attra- it, it just attracts. Yes. Yeah. It's like a beacon that just attracts people. It's, and it's a big love fest yeah. because people are there to see the cup and then they see some of 
their old friends or extended family, and it, it just I'll never look at the Stanley Cup the same way again. I, I just never knew it was it generated that much good stuff. Can we rewind for one second to the list that you had to make before Game Five? about who would be allowed to go on the ice. What is that like for you to have to be thinking ahead? Yeah. What if we won and how, like just having to plan that before you actually win? I'm curious. Just how no, I just kept telling Katie, I don't <laughs> want to see it. I don't, you, you know uh, who should be going out there. And Kelly and I might have spent three minutes on it, yeah. but it just uh, you, you don't want to jinx anything. And so she probably put it together. And in the end, it didn't matter because yeah. – all kinds of people were out there. And it all worked which out. Which was great. Yeah, did, you relax, really did you relax after the second period? I did not, you know, because uh, in my head, uh, I, you know, you have a pretty good idea what you think is going to happen here. In your heart, you're like, oh, just don't break my heart and have yeah. one of those periods where yeah. they come out and get a couple and then here here you go. And they come out and got a couple and thank God. Yeah. As, as Kelly <laughs> said, I probably relaxed after the uh, eighth goal. <laughs> Well, that's good. At least he got so, to at some point. Yeah. Well, it was fantastic. Yeah. We talked about you not having much off time in general. You're making lists. You're doing a bunch of stuff behind the scenes. But the games are quite spread out over this next week or so. What's your downtime look like? Do you take time for yourself? Yeah. Um, away from hockey. Away from hockey. Do you get away much from <laughs> hockey? Um, not really. Um, these are all the time jobs. I think um, you're always on call. You have to know what's going on. You got a day shift. You got a night shift. You work weekends. You work holidays. It's just the way it is. I don't think you ever realize that when you're first getting into the business, but then you get going, and that's what um, uh, I, I, the, the business requires if you're doing it right. I think so. Um, <clears throat> I think I've, <clears throat> as a husband and a, and a father, I've I've really uh, done the best I could uh, to be there for. Um, all the important uh, events in in your family's life, and uh, I've I've always tried to be home for dinner, which is uh, which is hard to do. Um, and anyway, um, you do your best. Uh, What's the but, one dinner you can't miss? Uh, well, we're we're pretty, um, you know, you know, obviously miss some when we're playing. Um, no, but, but favorite, just favorite, favorite, favorite. But favorite. the. Um, Oh, there's lots of favorites. Uh, I think Thanksgiving is one yeah. of the best of yeah. all because that's – there are no gifts. There are, you know, <laughs> Simple there, there are no gifts, no. It's not about religion or anything else. It's just uh, a day to be thankful, and those are the best ones when you're with your family and, and or with folks that, uh, you know, we always invite somebody over that's – some young players or whatever, they don't have a place to go. Um, so those are the good ones, but uh, – you know, family dinners uh, in our house were always really important. Yeah, and they are. It's, it's true. Well, George, can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah, and thanks and for taking the time. Us the time. Even brought the yeah. list all organized for us. Well, we were we just talking about it, so I want to make kind sure. Of, I, yeah, I, pre-prep, so that was great. I'm glad you yeah. were able to share it. I, I, and that's what I find so fast. I never think, you never think of all that, right? You just think of winning the Stanley Cup and celebrating, and then. Well, that but stuff was. Ton, but there's a ton of preparation that needs to go into yeah, it. Yeah. Forward thinking. It, it was really time consuming. Yeah. You know, not another list. Yeah, we got to put the, <laughs> another list together, and then you start going through all the names, and you have to start making decisions. Who's in, who's out, yeah. and that. Uh, 
That was negative fun, uh, <laughs> that, that part of it. Yeah. Well, you're almost done, almost done. checking off those <clears throat> lists yeah. and uh, hopefully uh, on the way to starting some new list creation Great. before we know it. Thanks again, George. Thanks for having we me. We will Thank be right much. back on Nighttime at Noon. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Want to watch your Vegas Golden Knights for free? Scripps Sports is bringing all locally broadcasted games to fans for free within the team's broadcast territory. Fans can now watch Golden Knights on Scripps Sports through Vegas 34. Visit NHL.com slash Vegas Golden Knights for more information about Scripps Sports and television broadcasts this season. And welcome back inside Studio 31. Once again, Ashley Vice joined by Shane Knighty. And George McPhee yeah. just left us for a heck of a conversation. It's great. Uh, he's ready to go. It's interesting. He's that's kind of the timeline I'm on. Always early. Yeah. He was here ready to go. We're like, oh, all right, let's get George on. But uh, it's a good look at behind the scenes. Yeah. And George is, you know, he cares so much. This is, you know, as you can tell, this is his life, the sport of hockey and and, and running a team. Him and Kelly McCrimmon, they're, they're here all the time, but and passionate about when they watch their team and trying to win this Stanley Cup last year. I'm trying to think in my mind because, you know, I've seen George during games tense and then yeah. same time trying to plan ahead like you've yeah. already won. Well, as he is a former athlete or, or a competitor, that is tough to do to think too far ahead. You never want to do that. But uh, certainly there's been a lot put into it, a lot of time, a lot of care by them uh, organizing everything and uh, just one left last list for him to do and, I don't know if he'll relax after yeah. that, but that's the last list. <laughs> you don't think about those lists either. No, All the people that have to be involved, no. you don't want to leave people out. And I really liked how he said they think of everything through yes. the lens of the players because yeah. they earned it. it. It was great for him to say that in the ring ceremony. Uh, I enjoyed him. I, he told us that I've done a few things with George now talking about how special that was. He didn't, yeah. That's what caught him off guard. He knew everything else with the cup and whatever, but at the ring ceremony and, and then about the banner raising, how that is for the fans, the rings, ceremonies for the players, uh, the banner raisings for the fans, uh, both events just tremendous. Well, it's been a heck of a start to follow up that season, <laughs> but you know that old saying, Shane, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. The Golden Knights finally drop a game in regulation. It took them 13 to do That's it. It's a very nice way to put it. I, <laughs> I always I always put it from a, a player or team perspective. I, I always say, you know, you can be happy, you can't be satisfied. Yeah, I like it. That's that's the other way. And yeah, it's been a great start for this team. And, uh, you know, when you, when you look at the schedule, and Bruce he, he said, you know, there's scheduled question marks, losses, whatever. This was one of the games in Anaheim. You've that, been talking uh, about it all week. Yeah, it's, you know, they was it four, fourth and seven, three and four nights. Um, they played so well, such an emotional game against Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's the game, easy to get up for, right? They, yeah. They'd heard that's the competition, and they blow them out of the water. Play a really good game. I thought they played well enough to win against Anaheim. It was just uh, the Ducks very opportunistic. Um, special teams have been key for the Golden Knights in success in all of their wins. They've only got two little blips, the one and one. Both yeah. those games, they lost the the special teams battle to Chicago and then to uh, Anaheim last night. So, um, but you know what? It wasn't going to be eighty-one zero and one. Yeah. The the reality is you're going to lose games, and uh, it, it happens. Now it's a matter of how you rebound. They're going to have another big game against LA, who's a division rival, and could be you know one of the closest. Them in Vancouver right now are are the Pacific. Uh, teams that they're going to have their eye on here and, and battling out throughout this year. You mentioned the emotional Colorado game on Saturday. I'm curious because after that game, Bruce said he liked his team team game, but he didn't feel like it was a 7 nothing win. And then last night, he said, 
I'm satisfied. I'm at, he said, I'm not dissatisfied with the game. Yeah. I think we played well enough to win. Um, I'm curious, was this weekend kind of an example, like a peak and a valley of bounces going and not well, going your way? Well, I'm going to try and look through it through a coach's eye. And I think what, what Bruce liked is they, they defended well, I think, against Colorado. Colorado put up a lot of shots. They're, they're obviously a little more talent, the high-end talent, than Anaheim. That's no disrespect. Every team has a ton of talent. But they really collapsed, took away the middle ice. And loud Aiden Hill, who did make some good saves, but a lot of it from the outside. I thought they did that against Anaheim. They just had a couple of, you know, mental fatigue creeps in when you play that many games. And it's usually in that back half of the game. I thought they had a real good start against Anaheim. Uh, the second period, the first part, not so good. But then they pushed back the back half of the second. And then the third just kind of fell apart on them. And um, they didn't they, only they barely gave any shots yeah. up. It was just Anaheim pretty much for every mistake it ended up and back and that was one of those games. But they really didn't give a whole lot to, to Anaheim for great A opportunities. So their defensive structure looks in place to me. It was just uh, it was it was an off it wasn't even an off night, it was an off period. Third period didn't go their way. The power play couldn't come through for them. Um but that said Jack Eichel looks good. Uh, he's starting to roll along. He's confident finding the back of the net um, I think there's some other guys that still got to break out. So, uh, you know, they're they're in good shape right now. And uh, I think, you know, for Bruce Cass, as you said, he's he's happy with the overall structure of his game because, yes, it, it's a win business. It's a win league. But as a coach, at this point of the year, you're looking for, you know, those steps forward in your game. And I think he saw that against Colorado. And then and happy, like you said, not dissatisfied uh, with seeing a lot of those similar things in Anaheim, just a couple of bounces not going their way. So so the growth of their game overall, I think, has come from Winnipeg, Colorado, Anaheim. Because you go before that Montreal, I didn't like a lot of what they're doing, and the players didn't either. But they've uh, they've gotten more to their game over these last three. That was the second of 11 back-to-back sets for Vegas this year. I'm curious what those are like for players. You know what? Uh, I think if it's a normal back-to-back, it's not bad. I think the fact that it was three and four or four and yeah. six, it, it matters how it piles up before that. Um, that that can make it a little tiring. I think a lot of back-to-backs sometimes, and, and sometimes back-to-backs are the best when you lose first, right? Because then you're coming back fired up a little yeah. bit. Um, you want to get right back out there. You want to correct everything. You want to you want to take a little bit of that angst on that next team, take it out on them, um, but. You know, it's not long travel. It wasn't uh, – I, I think they're fine. I think the players will tell you. I think the early start when you go from a, a 7 to a 5, you'd rather have that full 24 hours, but it is what it is. These guys are well-conditioned athletes, and I think more than anything, it, it, it's the mental battle that uh, more than the physical when you're back-to-back. The schedule in general, this last these last couple of weeks, it was 3 and 4, then a couple of days between games, and then 3 and 4, yeah. and this week it's a couple of days between yeah. games. Uh, if you're a player, do you prefer just that every other – night rhythm that I'm sure we'll get into eventually if we look you, you do like yeah you, you're creatures of a habit right yeah. you're used to a routine of playing a lot I think I think this is a good week for the players because well and you know this we travel with them so when you look at a schedule which I do and this is this is the week at home for them mm-hmm. to enjoy they they need to play well we got two more games here but they're spread out nicely Wednesday Friday a couple of days and then then it's road heavy 
But at the same time, I think that they haven't really had a road trip together, and there's some bonding that can happen. Oh, yeah. It's good for the guys to get out in the road. But I think they're you, know, you need to enjoy your home time right now, family time, and those then family dinners. George, the was family talking dinners, about. right? You got to uh, make it for those. And then they're on the road. And then they come back for George's favorite Thanksgiving. Uh, will be when they return home. So and they have that off, which will be nice. So I think it's a good stretch right now. I think this week uh, it's going to be a challenge. I think Wednesday's a big game for them to get out on the right foot, and then Friday we'll see San Jose. Uh, we know how things are going for the Sharks. All Knights fans couldn't be happier. Uh, so it's a good week before they head out on the road, and I think that's going to be a good road trip for them. Well, fans are going to be able to watch that game against San Jose on Nighttime Plus, Shane. Yes. So watch your Vegas Golden Knights this season with Nighttime Plus. Download Nighttime Plus today on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or television to watch the 2023 Stanley Cup champions live. Nighttime Plus delivers all locally televised games on Script Sports as well as bonus content created throughout the season. Download now to tune in all season long. Absolutely. Dave loves it because he, he, puts his, he watches himself on loop. <laughs> And listens to himself all day long. You can you can do replays. So for Dave Gosher, this is the best thing in the world. He, access to himself all the time. We'll see how Dave feels about that. Maybe we'll get him on the line here in the third segment. For now, we're going to take a break. Live from City National Arena, this is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Welcome back to Nighttime at Noon from Studio 31 at City National Arena. The Golden Knights off today. It's not stopping us from talking about them. I'm uh, going to talk about some Golden Knights news as the show goes on. But first, want to go around the league a little bit, Shane. Because last segment you were talking about the San Jose Sharks <laughs> who have allowed 10 goals in back-to-back games. For the first time since, what, 1965? It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's some trouble there. You, you wonder what's going to go on, and uh, the Sharks team just uh, – you knew it was going to be a tough year. I, I think they recognize that. They know they're in a rebuild. Uh, they hopefully get Logan Couture back. He would certainly help them. He's been injured. Um, but there's been – that. I guess how badly they've lost is maybe the biggest surprise. Um, you know, obviously you look at what the Oilers have done, that's – yeah. Probably the most shocking start to the season, and a lot of people had them as a favorite to win. I didn't see it as that, but I certainly didn't see them as bad as they've started this year. And I'm sure they'll turn it around. They've got two of the best players in the world. Um, and then uh, you know, it, it's still early. It's it's tough to really put a a real solid assessment of what teams are right now because yeah. everybody's still some like I said it. That's why starts are great if you can come out like the Golden Knights because you're banking these points and you still got time to get to your game. There's as good as you are early in the year, you're going to get better. Yeah. At least you certainly should. A lot of teams are still struggling to find their game. They get better. Some teams just kind of putter back and forth. So um, usually it's around that. I, I you, know, you look at the quarter point when you start to know really what teams are all about. So I I know you say you don't know. It's still early. I get it. But are you more surprised by Anaheim or sorry uh, Edmonton's? start or like a Vancouver starting off really strong that's a good point yeah Vancouver is kind of uh I, I still think uh, that's a good question wow that's why, you, that's I, why I think that's why I, I think that I think Edmonton's probably the answer no one pegged time, that to start but yeah it's also like Vancouver's playing really well and they play tonight so that'll be interesting to keep an eye on uh, they will be uh yeah Edmonton and Vancouver tonight so that that'll be a good game I think uh, Rick Talk has done a great job I think him going in last year gave it a little bit of knowledge there um when i look at it overall i guess yeah edmonton i'm i'm surprised that 
it's been as bad as it's been. I didn't think they were going to be a good start. I still think there's areas they didn't address in the offseason. I think Vancouver really addressed a lot of what they needed. Um, you know, Quinn Hughes is a dynamic defenseman, but they brought in some veteran D along with them. I think they have the talent. Elias Pedersen is a star in this league. you got JT Miller, Besser. They've got a bunch. Kuzmenko, some guys that came out. So when I look at that, I'm not totally surprised they're having success. I think they were a team that was kind of on the verge. They got a good goalie in Demko. We saw that uh, not long ago with the Golden Knights, how hard he was to beat. Um, uh, they, but, yeah, there's still some time here for teams to figure it out. But uh, the, uh, when you look at it, and Calgary's had a rough start as well, yeah. although they did beat Seattle the other night. So there, there's certainly things here in the West to keep an eye on, and uh, that's, that's what the fun part is for us here. The Golden Knights kind of a slow week. Get to watch everybody else catch up. In L.A. on Wednesday, that was a very good mashup when they saw each other in L.A. just, what, a week ago? Yeah, I think that's, you know, just proximity. That's kind of the big rivalry. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, it started in year one. They met in playoffs. Uh, you know, the Sharks kind of took over that. There was just a little more hate for each team. But I don't think there's that rivalry kind of fades off as uh, one team's going here, one's going there. Yeah. Um, up and down, but uh, I think uh, the uh, the LA rivalry is going to start to build. I think these two teams are are, are going to be in a battle all year in the Pacific. Uh, LA is a good team. They went out and tried to solidify their center position. They try. When I look at their moves, they're trying to do with the Golden Knights build down you know the blue line and down the middle. I don't think they have the same goaltending as the Golden Knights, but uh, they're trying to build to beat uh, the Edmonton Oilers, who they've continued to lose to in playoffs uh, and try and match up. So Dubois was their big one this summer. Not trying to pick on the Sharks here, but have you been part of a 10? Have no. you ever had 10 goals? I, I think at the NHL level. Not at the say. NHL level. I believe I did uh, when I played in the Canadian in the Western Hockey League. We, uh, I think we lost to Seattle. I was telling this story. I don't know if you were there to Dave. It was a little bit of a different time. So this would have been mid-90s, uh, mid, around 90, yeah, 95, 96. I think we lost 12-3. And I remember the next morning, our coach, we had to come to the rink early. And this is in northern Saskatchewan, Canada. So we're talking minus 20 Celsius temperatures. Put on half our gear. He said to run to his truck. When we see it turn around, run back. Then went on the ice, practiced. Then did the run again in wet equipment. Um, wouldn't be allowed nowadays, but uh, <laughs> I, I, that's how I know we lost. Did 12, you get a cold? Three. I was fine. You know that I old no, wives' tale yeah, that if no. you go outside in the cold with wet hair, you get a cold. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was our punishment. So I don't think I ever lost like that again. That's why goodness. Shane is so tough. You went through you went through I things went through, like it, that. It was a different time. The sheriff wasn't just you know yeah, they, born they, that way. They were they were hard. They were hard on us, the coaches back then. Uh, whose start has surprised you the most out of the East? Um, I would say, I think Pittsburgh, oh, they're starting to come along now, but yeah. they, they, they really kind of chugging out of the gate. I think Buffalo and Ottawa, I thought would take more steps forward. They really haven't. So, uh, when, uh, I think Pittsburgh's, you know, they're going to find their group. I, I think they're just, it's interesting how the Latang Carlson will work there. Uh, cause it, the Burns Carlson didn't really install. San Jose, whenever you have two dynamic defensemen that are very similar, it's only one puck on the ice. It works with Theodore and Petrangelo because they're so different. Like, Alex Petrangelo can play a physical game, mm-hmm. 
and he can play any type of game. If you want to play physical, if you want to play offensive, if you want to play gritty, Theo just plays the game so well. He's so such a fluid skater and a long stick. So it's different in that sense. Uh, they generate offense different ways, but Latang, Carl's very similar. Um, so Pittsburgh, I think Buffalo, you know, everybody's waiting. The longest playoff drought right now belongs to the Buffalo Sabres, and, and everybody's looking to see if they can get out of it. And, and then the Ottawa Senators, of course. So uh, there's lots of storylines around the league. And, uh, you know, the Devils look good, although they lost Jack Hughes now. Yeah. Looks like he's going to be week to week, which he was on pace to, well, it's still early, but uh, leading the league. Everybody, I, I love talking, the, the brothers. So you got Quinn Hughes, and everybody says, well, early candidate for Norris. Jack Hughes, early candidate for Hart, and then his uh, it's uh, Luke Hughes yeah. for Calder. Rookie we need to know what they're putting I'll in the be water in that household. That's all I want to know. know. They could sell it for a lot of money, it's I pretty think. pretty impressive uh, family there, the, the brothers. They said, of course, had the Sutters, you had the Stalls. Uh, there's always been brothers around the league. Uh, but three of them to be as, as dynamic and as good as they are, the Hughes, pretty impressive. The way New Jersey is built, how do you expect Jack Hughes being out week to week, they're saying, for now to impact that team? Well, they're a pretty dynamic team. I think they've got to learn to defend better. They need goaltending. That's going to be the key for, for New Jersey. They can score goals. Um, uh, we've seen that from them. They're a high-flying and they're fast, uh, but they've got to defend well, and they, and they need good goaltending here to to help them along. Certainly, when you lose a player of that magnitude, whatever team you are, uh, you lose your best player. You need other guys to step up, and you, and you got to find ways to continue to be successful. So, saw that with the Golden Knights. They they figured out depth. Depth is so important. It is. We're gonna, you walked me right into the next topic of conversation. We're going back to Golden Knights news. Alec Martinez did not play yeah. last night upper body injury the team's off today so we don't have an update but i'm sure bruce cassidy will provide one tomorrow uh it, it could always be worse not you know but i counted which could be tricky i'm not the best with math don't don't quote me on this, better I think, than me so i think I'm... there's only been three games where the golden knights weren't missing at least two of their top six yeah. and often it was three and they've not had all six. six together yet yeah no so. with zach white which he skated last week in a non-contact sweater positive. so you hope that you see him this week, maybe out of an on-contact sweater, or at least continuing to skate with the team, whatever, whatever it may be. But what have you made of the the depth on the blue line specifically? It's been so important. It's, look at the start to the year, and and they've been able to withstand it. As I said they have not had their top six together for one game yet this regular season. As you mentioned, missing two a bunch of times. So credit to. Uh, and to me, this you, you can go back almost two years where they had all the injuries and they really couldn't get through that's, it. That's why I said it could be worse. <laughs> and then, but it, it's about what you learn from that time. They learned, okay, that last year they were able to do it. They held water. They had guys step in. Guys get experience, understand what the league's about. Now you're seeing those guys come in seamless now. A guy like, you know, Pahal, Korzak. Ben Hutton's been doing it a longer, but yeah. in particular, Pahal and Korzak getting a taste of the NHL last year, so now they're a lot more comfortable. Um, and, and not just coming in, and I think John Stevens done a good good job of it. He's talked about it. He manages their minutes. He manages their matchups and games. You don't want to put them in you know, too many situations where they're uncomfortable, but I think that comfort level has risen now because of the experience they've gotten, and, and they have no problem stepping in, and it helps the team. You can't, you can't argue what they've been able to do here with the injuries to the blue line and yet still win games. How much is their ability to step up and fill in? How much credit do you give to the fact that there is a guy like Alex Petrangelo, a guy like Alec Martinez, like guys who are so experienced that they can 
lean on, like Hayden Korzak getting I to think, play with Alex yeah. Petrangelo last night. And like, I think Braden McNabb and, yeah. and any of those guys, when you can have a veteran to lean on, and I think um, all those guys were mentioning it, it's a calming influence. I think more when you're a young player, the worst thing you can do is play with the fear of making a mistake. And then if you make one, for that to snowball into more, like getting down. And I think these guys are, are there to talk to them. They're in their ears that, hey, we all make mistakes. It's how you move on for it, learn for it, play the game, play to your strengths and the ability. A guy like Braden Pahal, you don't need to be doing end-to-end rushes. You know, here physical, close quick, be heavy, be strong. Korzak, use your feet, great skater, get up the ice, good first pass out of the zone, and, and kind of just, you know, go over those topics with those guys. So I'm sure the veterans have have been there for any questions, but mainly it's just, you know, keeping their spirits up, and as those guys learn to be consistent pros, all the details, they can just watch these guys, which is maybe the best learning tool overall, uh, how they handle themselves in-game, out-of-game, and uh, it helps them grow as players. Another assist for Braden McNabb last night. Yeah. So that's seven assists in... 13 games for a guy who's a stay at home. See, yeah, I, I could do it sometimes, sometimes sharp on this Monday. Uh, Bruce Cassidy made a comment a couple of nights ago that, yeah, he, he's not, he didn't call him an offensive defenseman, but no. he did say he plays well with offensive players because of his hockey IQ and puck finds him because he's in the right spots. What do you see from him? Offensively? Yes. Or on that, just that well, part of his game. I think he does a real good job distributing to, to Theodore. And, and why wouldn't you if that's your partner? Um, but, but where he's really good is in his own zone. Under pressure, with someone coming in, and he'll take a hit, he'll protect the puck, and still make the breakout pass. He doesn't force plays. He doesn't just get rid of the puck. He, he, he's got some hands on him to make some plays in traffic. Under pressure, and that's tough as defense. When you're going back for the puck, he does a real good job with shoulder checks, reading the forecheck, seeing what that quick outlet pass can be, or else he has the ability to hang on. He's got a really long stick. He can protect it and make plays. And then offensive zone, I think he just simplifies things. He sees the ice really well. A great example is that first shorthanded goal against Mark Stone. Sees him come around. Instead of just turning and firing the puck, he turned a little slap pass to, to Stone to an open net. So... Um, I think, you know, th- those intangibles uh, belong to a lot of guys that don't get credit for it. You get labeled as – but at some point along the line to get to the NHL, you have to you have, have to, offensive yeah. instincts at every level, fourth-line players, third-line. Fourth-line guys in the NHL, a lot of them were goal scorers wherever they played, whether it was college, whether it was junior hockey. So there, every guy has those offensive abilities. It's just you know a matter of bringing them out uh, without trying to expose yourself. You said the word intangibles. We know that William Carlson had the longest. Talk, point we could do a streak. whole show yes, talking about yes. him. I just what he brings. Yeah, he just had the nine-game point streak, which yeah. is the longest of his career. But I'm curious. I watched season one from a distance. You had a front row seat. How is what you've seen from Carlson to this point compare to the season one William Carlson? We know how he felt about. Yeah, well, <laughs> we know how he felt about his so, season one. <laughs> so when you're talking William Carlson and the 43 goals, it was just you know everything found the way to the back of the net has his game changed year to year no i think he's gotten better as an overall player and that's he is such a complete player to me and you know i had the pleasure of playing with patrice bergeron and watching him grow and winning non-stop selkies he to me is a version of patrice bergeron a guy who does it all a guy who handles himself the right way is the ultimate professional the details to his game he's always in the right position he's always above the puck on the defensive side his work ethic, he, he competes 
on every puck till the end. Winning, losing, he's reliable. He, one of your best penalty killers. He can play the power plays. Good in the face-off circle. Um, so I'm happy the points are coming for him again. But to me, that does not define William Carlson. Certainly, he likes to see the goals, the assists, the points add up. But uh, the intangibles that he brings and the consistency in which he brings it to each and every game, uh, I, I believe he's been their best player uh, consistently this season. And you could, you could say it throughout the past six years, uh, probably their most consistent. So I, I think he's a guy that gets the respect of all his teammates because they recognize that day in and day out as well, whether it's practice, whether it's games, whether it's on the ice, off the ice, just the way he handles himself. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy has made the Patrice Bergeron comparison yeah. as well. And, of course, Bruce Cassidy coached Bergeron for many years. Well, yeah, Bruce is there. so I much respect with... for him. It's very, very yeah. high, high praise. So you want me to find someone else is what you're saying? No, <laughs> no I, w- uh, I was saying he agrees with you. Yeah, Bruce okay. agrees with you. Anyways, anyways, we're going to go on a break on this note. But first, uh, the NBA G League Ignite is now officially in Henderson. It's your chance to see the top NBA prospects before they're drafted. Catch them in action at the Dollar Loan Center and secure your ticket to the newest team in town with seats starting at just $15. Visit thedollarloancenter.com to get your tickets now, and we will preview the week ahead for the Golden Knights when we come back. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Well, things winding down here on nighttime at noon, your final segment with Ashley Weiss and Shane Knighty. And Shane was uh, throwing his chirps at Dave Gosher earlier in the show. So I just want to let everyone know that Dave Gosher has entered the chat and oh. says that the show sounds better than he thought it would. So uh, always that's count high on praise Dave. from him. Always count on Dave to keep us humble around here. Uh, but you know, you were talking to George. The team's going to Washington, D.C. here soon. You hope that a White House visit will take place. You and Dave visited the White House together. You, of course, were a player for Boston. Yes. Dave was radio play-by-play. Give me what, what was the rundown? What was that experience like for you? Well, it's one of those things you never you never really think you'll do. And obviously, being Canadian is probably a different experience. Dave's a, a man of history, as he'll tell oh, you. Yes. So it was very special for him. Um, and it was for me, too, to you know, go with their teammates. And, and uh, Obama was president at that time. And I, I remember – <laughs> You know, you you kind of tour around, and it, it's it's incredible to see the rooms and everything that goes into it, the history that uh, as well. And then then there was a lot of waiting around in kind of the back room. And uh, I remember there's a pre- obviously a presence the president had and came in and shook all our hands. And then the process out to the stage, and uh, you do the uh, that where he welcomes everyone in a little speech. So I just think it's one of those things in life. And, and you and I talked about this. I think we're on the same page. I'm not a huge, like, tourist. Like, yeah, I, it was good to do once. It was great. I'm glad I got to experience. That's enough for me. Um, although, if we go again, we'll see. But, like, if I go to a museum or I'm on a trip, I, I can see something once. I don't need to go back. It's, I'm like that at the zoo. I'm the one that doesn't yeah, stop and read about guy. the animals. I just want to wave at the monkeys and yeah. admire. Yeah, no. Um, but it, it, it's, uh, you know, one for me could be more than once in a lifetime but it was uh, one of those things I'm, I'm very grateful that i was able to take part in and uh, you know as we said with george it's kind of that i almost forgot about it. you think because i say the the banner raising night usually is the end of it and then you start your season but yeah there's that one last thing eventually when uh, when time permits the the last is the visit to the white house for the winning team and um, i wasn't playing at the time i was actually starting my broadcast career 
And I was, I forget where we were playing. I was covering the Winnipeg Jets at the time. We were on the road, thank goodness, on the East Coast. And uh, for me, it was fun to, to fly in and have another night with the boys uh, in Washington. Yeah. Um, so I think Mark Reck and I were the two that were, they had to play the next day after the visit. We did <laughs> but not. But you did not. No, so we I'm did sure not. So we had, we, we had a little more fun than the rest of the group. Sure you did. Uh, we talked about the Golden Knights being home this week. Yeah. Uh, important thing, there's a food drive Wednesday for Wednesday's game. It'll be on Toshiba Plaza starting at 5 o'clock, and significant others of players and coaches will be there collecting, and it benefits uh, Three Square Food Bank. So definitely come by. When you donate, you get a free poster while supplies last. And this game is actually on TNT and not on script, so I was thinking maybe people could – be on the lookout for Shane Knighty and Dave Gosher and maybe get a free autograph on those. Posters. Dave's uh, Dave's busy. Isn't he busy? He's doing the pregame Him show. Him and Darren Millard. Yes. They're, they're Talk about a dynamic duo. Yes. Millard and Gosher will have the pregame show uh, for scripts. Yep, that brings us to the next point. So, game on TNT, pregame show, though, on Script Sports. They'll be right here in Studio 31. So, join them for that coverage at 6.30. It's a 7 o'clock game, yeah, right? 6.30. 7 o'clock game. And it's a big game. Uh, we talked about it. This is uh, the have a day. Today's a day off. They need, everybody needs to get away, uh, say hello to the family. Tomorrow, back to work, practice day. He said we'll get some updates on, on some players who have been out. Uh, Martinez, hopefully Zach Whitecloud. I don't think he'll be ready, but he's, he's taking steps towards getting back, which is a good sign. We're not going to forget something else that's on Wednesday. There's nothing else on <laughs> Wednesday. I'm not a good singer. We need Dave Gosher up here. <laughs> no. we, we might have a birthday coming up on Wednesday. Yeah, I won't be able to embarrass Shane on the broadcast, so I'll do it right. No, we don't We don't need to. Yeah, it's, I don't, when you get to uh, the years are piling up now that uh, birthdays aren't exactly that um, welcoming for me, although I feel good. That's fine. I'm Better still than younger ever. than Dave and Gary <laughs> and Darren and the whole crew. You're the, you're, you're the youngest. You know, but I'm with you, though. The years keep they on keep coming. Going, it beats the alternative, though, Shane. I think this is the first time. Uh, usually we are on air traveling, yeah. usually on the road. I don't think I've been. We've been in Vegas uh, during my, my birthday time. But you'll be celebrating it by watching a I will be Golden watching Knights, the Golden Knights LA game. Kings yep. game. Uh, don't want to leave this without talking about the success of the Henderson Silver Knights as Crazy. well. It's awesome. And really. Credit to Ryan Craig and yeah. the Henderson Silver Knights. I think that's what you want. And, and an organization that when you win, it, it kind of flows through the whole organization, the expectation of how you need to play. And uh, certainly they made some additions, uh, you know, player-wise and brought some guys in. Some guys have developed and gotten better. But uh, a tremendous start for Ryan Craig and his group down there. You talk about the culture. Wasn't that conversation with George the perfect example? How he gets here five minutes early, yeah. he comes with a list because you told him you wanted to talk about it. Talks about his no days off. Yeah. Talks, you know, really trickles down There's from the top that's down been here. Set. Yeah, it really has, and I think uh, that's what great organizations do. It's uh, it's leadership all throughout, uh, at different levels, wherever you sit, and uh, you know that's that expectation. I think it started with Bill Foley and what he wanted here for this Golden Knights organization, and you see it. Uh, it's flowing down now, right to the Silver Knights, and uh, they're continuing to grow. We've talked about this week. What about that long road trip? You said the players will be bonding, which is certainly true. They definitely yeah. benefit from those long road trips, especially the first long road trip of the season is always extra fun. Uh, what uh, game or city are you looking forward well, to I would, most? I always enjoy Montreal. Right, The Bell Centre, I think, is one of the, one of the best buildings. 
uh, you know, the history of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they're a better team this year, so I think that's going to add to it. The, the, the fans will be in. Uh, I should ask you, I've been I've been doing this for 20, this is what, 24 years, so for you, what's your favorite? Montreal is mine Montreal. as well. It is. There's something about it. It just feels so different than any yeah. other city that we visit. It's kind of like Europe. Yes. Yeah, it's kind yes. of Europe feels. Basically. So. Poutine. Yeah. You know I'm all about that Canadian candy, too. That's so. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we actually uh, will not be on K-TAN before that matchup because there will be no K-TAN on Monday, next Monday. Monday. Uh, So thank you for joining us, Shane. Thanks for being here on the team's day off. Had a lot of fun. It's nice to work with someone professional. (laughs) I do what I can. Dave's listening, so uh, enjoy that one. And we will see you here in just a couple weeks. Thanks for joining us on Nighttime at Noon from Studio 31.